and keep around Keith Jackson. Beck, probably. I don't know who Keith Jackson is. Uh, he died about 30 years ago. <laughs> I made one the mistake. The voice of college football? <laughs> yes. Ah, Whoa, Nelly. All right, hold on. Did, Bobby, do, you, do you think... Didn't Keith Jackson used to broadcast games with Brian Greasy? No, he probably did with Don. His dad? Todd? I, I said Don. I'm Is thinking Don. I'm thinking Don Shula. Hold on. I'm having a brain fart here. It, it, it was Brian's dad. Bob. 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 That's it. That's said it. Don. Bob. I was confusing Bob. him and Don, trying to make him and Don Shula the person. All right, other quarterbacks in the first round. J.J. McCarthy going to the Seahawks at 16. Ah, that feels a little high. Yeah, it feels he needs a little aspirational. Year. He needs and, another and, year. Ain't getting well, year. okay, is is there maybe the Seattle job is open? Is Jim – Zeno hasn't done enough for you, could, could If you could – if I Seattle could get know. Jim to come to – come up there. He's hey, going to, Jim's going to the truck. Draft J.J. All right. Jim might go to the there just to get J.J. if he likes him. That no, much. he doesn't like him that much. I mean, that could like be more a than sneaky kind of nobody Dude. saw it come and move. Right. I like Herbert a lot. I don't know if he's a winner. I think his coaches haven't been winners. It's very possible. Brandon Staley got confused, walked into the wrong building. He was supposed to work at a puppy daycare. I mean, okay? And he walked into an NFL. There. Brandon Staley and what, Anthony Lynn before? Yeah. Who's a great defensive coach, but. He Couldn't call in. a play to uh, get out of a wet paper bag. They've had some talent on their teams. I know. That's what I mean. And, I, and, I, and so Boy, many losses. just going to waste poor Keenan. Hey, you used, used to talk about some coaches at a university that we love with all of our hearts being, sure the, being the reason we lost close games. I, I just feel like, and I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like this in, in, in NFL, NBA. If you got that it factor, you can overcome some crappy coaching. Right. Like, I'm not saying Peyton Manning overcame Tony Dungy. Like, Tony Dungy was a good coach. Yeah, he wrote a book. Yeah. He's a defensive guy, though. Yeah. Tom Moore was calling plays. plays. But he had Reggie Wayne. He did. He did. Had and Marvin Dallas Harris. Clark. And Dallas Clark. And don't forget Edge James. And don't forget Donald Brown. Where's the Bob white, Sanders. Where, where's the white friendy these days? I don't know where Robert Mathis is. <laughs> uh, but good, that was a good score. What I'm saying, I just feel like if you're a great player, great court, like I, like I don't think Brock Purdy could overcome bad coaching. Oh no way! Like I think Brock Purdy needs Kyle Shanahan. I think Justin Herbert is paid to overcome a doofus like Brandon Staley. You're not wrong. I don't now, disagree with can that. Can Harbaugh win with him? Possibly. But they say they got all this talent. Freaking Eckler's about 38 now. Oh, he just declined so fast. I think. Keenan Allen's getting older. It's time for Mike Williams to get paid. He ain't worth it. Poor Mike Williams. He just can't. His knees are betraying. Okay, he was on He was on a heater starting there. Yeah, year. he was. Defensively, like Khalil Mack's getting older. Derwin James again. He's a baller Derwin when he's James healthy. Derwin James hurt. Asante Jr.'s good. Asante Samuel Jr. About the only good. one on the defense that was half consistent was what? Ken Murray? Yeah, Kenneth Murray. Oh, you, baby. All right, been a fun show this afternoon. Appreciate you listening to the Sports Company. Uh, looking ahead to tomorrow, Puffy will be in with Nick Brown. Of course, Sean Fox is out uh, down in New Orleans taking care of some family business. Want to thank Andrew Jude, Glenn Harris, 
and Johnny Mack for joining us on the Paul Mims All-State Hotline. Coming up in five minutes, we got Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC and Beck, give you all things Louisiana Tech Athletics. Be back, or appreciate you listening. <laughs> we'll see you. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. Go! Check, check, check them out. FS1. Check, check, check them out. FS1. They have a lot of fun things that go on in the morning. This is the show that has two pros and a cup of Joe. Who is Joe? LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox. All he knows is conference championships. It's amazing. It's the, the start to Patrick Mahomes' career. Never seen anything like it. All he knows is at least the AFC title game. I mean, even considering Tom Brady and three Super Bowls that early in his career. But this consecutively... Like as far like well, I mean that was consecutive but, Super Bowls. But there was a there was a, a patch there where they won the Super Bowl and then he didn't go back. They played they weren't that good the next year. Mahomes just consistently out of the gate, AFC title game, AFC title game. It just it's nonstop. Never seen it. Like on the road. But now he's yeah. went on the road and, and did it. So I, th- I think again we we had the conversation about what legacies were on the line, you know, going into this game and. You know, for Patrick Mahomes, I think he definitely adds to his legacy because now he proves that he can actually travel and go on the road to be able to, to stay live and stay active in the playoffs as well. So you know, I thought it was an impressive feat by the defense personally. And, you know, I thought the offense did what they needed to do. It was a it was an, it was a shootout. It became a shootout at one point, but I think when it came down to it, Kansas City got the stops when they needed to get the stops, and, and the Bills weren't able to figure it out. It's a bit of different the Chiefs here. Like 215 yards and a couple of touchdowns is does that resemble the Chiefs? Like the Mahomes performance that you're accustomed to seeing? Like to me, it hasn't had anything to do with that. It's their defense and even Pacheco in the running game. To get the rest of LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox podcast by searching two pros and a cup of joe listen to two pros and a cup of joe weekdays from 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio this show is different the doug gottlieb show make him say say, by the way how about travis kelsey with a walk-in touchdown i don't know football at the level of anybody in the nfl i don't profess to do you know what i know the kansas city chiefs when they have to get a touchdown when they have to get a first down 
the number one and number two and number three option is Travis freaking Kelsey. It is not, this is not that, like, if any of those other dudes come wide open, you're like, well, they're paying attention to Kelsey. They had, like, four dudes run to somebody else and, like, let's leave Travis Kelsey wide open right around the end zone where he catches and kind of spins. He's like, oh, my God, I'm wide open, but naked. That's what they call him. So, listen, it doesn't mean I picked the Bills to win. I thought the Bills would win a Super Bowl. I love the guy. I love the team. I love the city. But the choke, let's not make any bones about it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. You can start your morning this way. Or start your morning with these guys. Uh, yeah. two, two pros. LeVar Arrington. The man, the myth, the legend in person. Brady Quinn. Once they got the ball, they were going to make enough plays to go win that game. Yeah. Rock. One Joe. Jonas Knox. No matter. <laughs> it's two pros and a cup of joe. It's cool. Weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Uh, come on. on Fox Sports Radio. FS1. Call your friends and ask how they do it. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. Boom. Trust your eyes. FS1. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Oh, yeah. It's BC. It's Beck Hates. It's John Terror. It's Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. So a little snowy outside last week. We made an executive decision to take the week off. Get a little rest. Get a little recovery. We're back. Guns blazing on this Tuesday night. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or the text line, 888 I'd like to thank all of our sponsors for keeping us on the air, of course, if you didn't listen a couple weeks ago, we're actually going through baseball season this year. So uh, you're just going to be getting plenty of Bleed Tech Blue Radio. All you can handle throughout the spring is Lane Burroughs and Josh Taylor get ready to run the show on the college baseball and college softball scene over the next few months. But we've got a big show planned for you tonight. Uh, Guest-wise, we'll have Duncan Dogs guard Talik Chavez will oh. join us at 6.30. A little player action. I like that. Didn't see the old script that you sent me this Yeah, Duncan Dogs are on a heater. They've won three in a row after a road win at Jacksonville State. They're 13-6 and six overall. Two home games this week, Thursday and Saturday. we got some free tickets. If you'd like free tickets to watch the Duncan Dogs Thursday night, uh, just shoot us a text. Say, Duncan Dogs. I'll Oh, Send you a couple that's of tickets. simple, yeah. Yeah, that easy. Actually, it looks like i got a stack of tickets over there. Uh, i got some to give away myself. Uh, that's 888 7 o'clock, Sean Paul, the field of 68, will join us uh, talking all things Conference USA hoops. But, Beck, last Monday we got some news, brother. We got oh, some news, yep. brother. Yep. Big news in Louisiana Tech Athletics, brother. You all right? Yeah. Yep. Eric Wood, Dr. Eric Wood, 
big friend of the program, been tremendous to us over the last three-plus years during this time in Ruston. He's headed out. He's headed to Ole Miss. Uh, he'll be deputy athletic director at Ole Miss Rebels over there in Oxford. You know what he said? He said, hey, I've, I've seen this rodeo. Been an I, SEC guy before? No. Uh-uh. He saw Tommy do it. Oh, yeah. He said, hey, WAD, that ain't that bad. All right? Ain't that bad of a game. I'm going to go do that for a few years. Go be a big dog somewhere else. I'm surprised he left at this point. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I mean, first of all, like you said, friend of the program, I love Dr. Wood, uh, loved his enthusiasm, his engagement with fans and, uh, and athletes was unmatched in my opinion. All right. Now I will say looking ahead, it's good. It was a tough road coming. All right. Tough road. I'd, I'd say he has a tremendous ability to read the room. Yeah. Hey. You got to look out for yourself a little bit in both. And I'd agree with that. Positive, and as well as yeah. sometimes negative yeah. vibes. Uh, let's be real. He's read the room well, yeah. and it served him well. Okay, here's it. It was just going to be a stressful year. Not saying things couldn't get really turned around. Some of it was out of his control. Some of it was uh, where college football is right now at a G five with not a ton of money. Really, where all of athletics. Is. Well, yeah. I think it just stops with a new. It starts with a, a new top dog coming in. Yeah, you got a yeah, new boss coming in. You're about to be puckered up for a while. You just are. Yeah. I mean, well, I, listen. I, I, I mean, I, are you surprised? No, I, I don't think that I'm necessarily surprised. But I, I would also say that with the caveat of I don't know that I'm ever surprised with anything. No, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it. But when I yes. heard the news, I was like. Okay, and then it I set to, started to think about. I was like, "Yeah," and that goes back to the reading the room. And, and I, I don't necessarily think that it was a bad move on his part or anything. No. The, the only thing I would say is this, and, and you mentioned earlier, Tommy McClellan made that move to Vanderbilt uh, back in 2020, and obviously, he, I, I guess you could say he's rebounded. I, you know, he's a head athletic director at Rice. I, I guess that's kind of the proverbial thought. And I asked some people. In the administrative side of things, I said, "Is this a is this a move up? Is this a lateral move? How would you describe this move?" And, and really, the you know, I got a bunch of different answers yeah. as far as like, yes, this is a move up. You're going into the SEC. I got you know, why would you give up a head spot? There's only so many of them in athletics. You got maybe uh, like we just said, Eric Wood saw that there's a new president in town. Maybe he decided, you know what, I'd li- like to get a new start with the new administration. Th- there's a whole bunch of different thoughts surrounding the process and the decision, all that goes and comes along with it. Uh, I will say that, like, and, and I'm not meaning this to demean tech or bemoan tech or anything, but, like, it's like you said, like, this college athletics landscape is really difficult to navigate. And at a G5 school, there's a lot of uncertainty. Surround, and, and I don't even know if that uncertainty surrounds the transfer portal at all. I think a lot of it is centered around eligibility issues as yeah. far as keeping and retaining players. I think a lot of it is surrounding NIL. I, I think at, at the NIL spa, in the NIL space, you imagine being Eric Wood where you have – X number of donors, okay? And then you have an either even smaller number of donors that are quote-unquote big donors or give significant amounts of money. And then you get into this NIL space where you have to balance, all right, I need you to pay these players, but we also need to fund this, we need to fund that, 
We need to fund the. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would imagine that balance is really difficult. And on the flip side of that, the donor aspect of it, the, you and I have sat here and talked about it. Like, we're a little old school in terms of like, like I don't know if we want to pay players. Well, like, you want to compete, you better pay them. Yeah, you got to do it. And so, I would imagine the last couple of years are trying now. I do think, and as is the case in most cases with Louisiana Tech, we're kind of a year or two behind everybody else. Yeah. I think you're starting to get to the realization of, all right, you want a good quarterback? You better go pay him. You want a good wide receiver? You want a good power forward, whatever? You want a good starting pitcher? Or if you want to keep him. Yeah, Because that's our problem right now. And and this is, just to to make this as simple as possible, and Ben, I love tech, okay? You love tech. Yes. I'm also got eyeballs, okay? Tech is, is not in a great spot right now athletically. Like, there's a lot of room for improvement. Compared to Ole Miss right now, who's on the up and up. Yes. Like a lot of good things got going on. We got some buzz. Got some buzz. You're not, in. Ju- not just football either. No, no, not just football. And also the funding. I mean, like, See, if you're Eric Wood, it's like this is a, it's going to be a, a challenging job, but like, a totally different set of challenges than what you're facing here. I, I don't blame him at all. I don't think he's quitting on university. I think he's got an opportunity that it may be from AD to deputy, but I'm going to be honest with you, it's a lot better job right now. Probably is. In the landscape. And, and, and with President Henderson coming in, well, like, that's, a, that's okay, just Okay, let's a, talk about that angle. And, and I think about you think about Jim Henderson, and you talk about Eric Wood, and you wonder what it's like with a new administration. Obviously, that guy didn't hire you. We, we talked about way back in 2021 when Skip Holtz was fired. Eric Wood didn't hire Skip Holtz. So, obviously, the tie to one another was not that significant. And so, like, and, and I, not to rehash all this, but I think we all agreed that it was time for Skip Holtz to go. But at the same time, like, they weren't tied at the hip with one another. So, I would imagine, in a sense, Eric Wood was like, well, hey, like, you know, I'm not tied to the hip to Jim Henderson. I'm not sitting here saying Jim Henderson pushed him out. That's not what I'm saying. But... In college athletics, or really in the whole college, university, world, landscape, however you want to describe it, you like to get your guys in here. Yeah, so reality is he didn't get picked by Like, Jim didn't pick. Yeah, Eric he wasn't Wood. here when he got yeah. hurt. So I would imagine Jim Henderson's point of view is like, all right, Eric Wood makes the decision, best for his family, best for his career, to advance his career, whatever it might be, to go to Ole Miss. Jim Henderson's not dumb. I would imagine he's got a short list as far as what he wants to hire in terms of an athletics director. Also a chance for him to make a stamp. Like, right away. get my guy in here right away. Right away. Now, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but you are the guy in the know. Where are we at in the process of hiring, and when do you expect to have an announcement? Yeah, you know, you, you sit here as far as where we are in the process. Not really sure. They haven't told you. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard. Um uh, I would imagine you're in a preliminary. I mean, you think they got a name of list of five names that they're. Oh yeah. Or they got a list it's of a hundred. It's probably deeper. It's deeper than five. I don't think it's a hundred. I would say you're probably at fifteen, twenty. Okay. Okay. You probably you... got your five favorites. You'd like. Yeah, you like probably a chance do. To talk to. Yeah, yeah. and okay. you and you're talking to agents and you're scheduling interviews and I don't necessarily think that interviews are going to take place on Tech Drive. Like these aren't things that necessarily. Or too publicly known, if you kind of get it's kind of like a football coaching yeah, search. Yeah. Like Sonny Cumbie was hired, I don't think, or not, I don't think he didn't step foot on the campus until he was hired. So right. like, kind of difficult to know that Sonny Cumbie's going to be the coach. Shout out to Zoom, him. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or shout out to Zoom, or shout out to the 
Marriott conference room in Dallas, Texas, or wherever they hold some of these interviews. So uh, I would imagine Jim Henderson has some targets in mind. I would imagine some of these preliminary interview-type deals are taking place. And, and I would imagine that, you know, you sit here January 23rd, obviously, uh you know, you're in the middle of basketball season, football season concluded two months ago, baseball season's on the horizon, softball season's on the horizon, bowling team. It seems like a pretty good time to make a move, don't you? I, I kind of feel like it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, But would you expect, like, by the end of February we got our game? Yeah, I would yeah, think yeah. so. I think probably. By the middle of February. Mid-February. Re- Mid-February. Some, let's say sometime in the month of February. Okay. You know, maybe a little Valentine's Day announcement. You know, oh, a little oh. love for yeah. one another. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is this has been. I mean, we've. I don't know. I like change. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I do too. And this is to have a new president, which we've been pretty excited about. Uh, just a really jacked up, really hey, jacked up. I'll be full disclosure. I want to get Jim Henderson on in a few weeks, and we're going to make an attempt to do that. And he's he said that he he seems to be a friend of the program, preliminary friend of the program. Yeah. Well, prelim. Prelim. But this is if you, if you're if you're at a, a spot that tech is the part of the way that you dig yourself out, uh, especially in terms of fan engagement, is you make some changes. Yeah, and we got a lot of change. We got a lot of change coming our way uh, in some pretty big dog positions. Yeah, president, ad. <laughs> I'm I'm optimistic and I'm 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 very interested. That is true. Would you say, would you say that like if so? How about this? How about this? Changing presidents on January the first. Yeah. Changing athletic directors potentially by the yeah. middle of February. Yeah. I mean, that's forty five days. You've it's changed a lot of change. Yep. Probably the two most power posi- powerful positions on the campus. I think. I think at a, at a G five school like Louisiana Tech, that ain't as big of a deal than being some other places. Yeah. Did you see what happened at Arizona the other day? No, I did not. Okay, so Arizona loses Jed Fish to be the coach at Washington. Obviously, okay. Kalen DeBoer yep. left. Uh. So Arizona hires their new head football coach, I believe his name is Brett Brennan. He comes from San Jose State. Okay. Like three days after he's announced, they fire the AD. Wow. Now. Talk about, I mean, that's that's the Now, Brett Brennan will probably be fine, like, or he'll have to be fine. But, like, you fire the AD three days after he makes his football hire? I hope the president had a pretty good input on who this hire was, because what happens when you hire a new AD and he's like, hey, well, this, this new dude got to go. Then you wonder if the AD is like, no, this is my guy, I'm hiring him. And he's like, you better not. And he's like, no, he's mine. And then he hires him and he gets fired. Yeah, because we joke it. And, like, it, it's really, like, if you don't understand, like, a big part of being an athletic director is obviously coaching hires, yep. obviously raising money and winning and advancing the university athletically. Like, yeah. the coaching hire yeah. part of it is so big. Yeah. Because if you hit on coaching hires as an AD, you're going to advance in the world. Right. And if you don't, man. Could be rough. Because that's on your resume forever. Yeah. It's like, ugh, well. All right, let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back from the break. I want to get into, um, you know, what, what are some of the pros and cons of this Louisiana Tech athletics director job? Uh what are some things that we might would look for in a candidate? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk, 97.7. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it from our floor to your door. That's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. It's bow time. <laughs> Hurry into Bojangles for two scratch-made sizzling sausage biscuits for just four bucks. One bite and you'll want breakfast for dinner. Good thing we serve breakfast all day, every day. But this isn't just breakfast. It's two for four bucks. So you can get two savory sausages on fluffy buttermilk biscuits. Biscuits made the right way, by hand. Oh yeah, did we mention they're never frozen? Well, you're probably hungry now, so hurry over to Bojangles. Because this two for four deal won't last forever. It's bow time. <laughs> Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. Cookie chimes in. Hey, guys. If y'all are on the committee, including Tabor, I'll go ahead and put my head in the rain to be the new AD of Louisiana Tech. And guess what? I'm going to clean some house. Oh, and by the way, go Chiefs. Oh, and Swifty too. But Jason Kelsey, please put a t-shirt on. Good to know. We'll Jason. keep you in consideration. Joey Fresh yeah. says, Eric Wood Legacy Talk. Let's get to it. Oh, Joey. What is it for you? He says, for me, great fundraiser. We've seen that at Tech before. He missed on the football hire, which is the biggest decision he'll ever make here. Obviously, the, the football hire is obviously the biggest hire at any university. And it's too early to tell. Time will determine. Uh, you know what Sonny Cumbie ultimately turns out to be. Uh, early returns, six and eighteen, first couple of years. Um, that's a. I had a lot of people ask me what what is Eric Wood's legacy. Are you asking me? I, I guess. I'm not the person to ask about this. I'll say this outside. I saw a statistic outside of Sonny, at Sonny Cumbie, outside of Tommy McClellan. Like the last six or seven athletic directors have only stayed at Louisiana Tech for two point seven years. Yeah, not exactly. Here's the a deal: Tommy role. did some things well, but but Tommy was in the right spot at the right time, like almost entirely through his career. Yeah, so he got some breaks. Um, 
You also never hired a football coach. Never hired a football coach. Got a lot of help with funding to build new things from things out of his control. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, did his job during those times. I'll say this. And you never want to get into the comparison game, but Tommy McClellan and Eric Wood are the only two athletic directors that I've known at Louisiana Tech since I've been covering the programs. The one thing that I loved about Eric Wood was this. If you called or you requested to talk to Eric Wood about whatever it might be, he would make the time. Yeah, I agree with that. To talk with now, did he always say what you wanted to hear? Did he always respond in the manner that you wanted to? No, but but he shouldn't. That's not his job. But I think in that role, I don't think that we as fans truly understand how many different ways these guys are pulled and how many different folks are in their ears telling them to do this or that. Like you're going in a bunch of different directions. I thought that Eric, and listen, right or wrong, I thought he listened or tried to listen to the fans as much as possible. And I think that was a lot of the complaint coming out of Mm, the the Tommy Tommy McClellan area. Now, did he clean it all up and did it become flawless? I don't think anybody would say that. But I can applaud the effort for that. he, He was, to me, as a fan... A regular average fan. He was seen more than any anybody else I had. Yes. Which, I mean, I only had really Tommy. A little bit of Bruce in college, but I don't remember even what the guy looks like, all right? Probably but, Silver Fox. Yeah, I think there were some things. I mean, like you said, he was available. Uh, I appreciated his honesty. Like, he was aware of the issues and would acknowledge that it was an issue. Uh, like you said, listen, but some of that, you know that it's like it just takes dollars, you know, yeah. to fix. And so we can sit here all day long and say tailgating wasn't great and, and some of the whatever wasn't great. And it's like, right, but we also don't have unlimited well, funds. Well, and I think we heard that too from coaches. Like, and he told us that, you know, he told us that point blank as far as, you know, we had him on that middle of football season, somewhere around there. And we asked him about, you know, what are your conversations like with Sonny Cumbie or Talvin Hester or Lane Burroughs or Josh Taylor or Brooks Store at the end of a season. And you obviously talk wins and losses. You obviously talk results. You obviously talk play on the field, progress of the program, all that type of stuff. But you also talk, what can I do for you to help your program take the next step? And he was always open and honest with us about that. And I appreciated that. But I think more importantly... From those same coaches that I just mentioned, they reflected the same comments that they had those conversations with him that he truly went to bat in terms of trying to get those things for him. You know, whatever they thought right. they needed, he would try to get those things done. And like you said, sometimes the money wasn't there. But I don't know that those conversations have always happened surrounding Louisiana Tech. Right. And, and I, th- I think as a coach, you value an AD that says, hey, what do you need? Well, I need two new field goal posts. Can't do it, but I'll, I hear you. I'll try. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or, hey, I need more water jug. All right, well, those are 20 bucks. I might can get that. Yeah. You know, like. All right, so what are you looking for? What are you hoping Tech hires in the next guy? And this is not to say 
Eric Wood was or wasn't, but what do you where Tech is right now going forward? New new president. What do you want? Um, I think I might be in the minority, and I'd love to hear you and Tape's thoughts on this. I I don't know that I'm in the boat that it needs to be a Tech guy. I didn't think that. I didn't know that it was. A lot of people have a feeling when you hire in these big positions like this that it needs to be a Tech guy. I'd kind of like to go outside the box myself. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know it was an option to have somebody that has bled Tech blue. I mean, I know it's an option, but I haven't seen the list of candidates. Well, there's a lot of former tech graduates that are in athletics. Right, yeah, no, I hear you. get your natural applications for people, you know, st- current staff that want to move up in the, up the ladder. Right. I, Guys that have left. Right. J.J. Marshall in Shreveport wrote an article about Tom Burnett, possibly former Southland Conference commissioner. I'm not saying Tom Burnett's a bad candidate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, for me, it's not cut and dry in terms of I need it to be a tech guy. Yeah, I kind of hope it's not. Kind of where I lean. I think yeah, I you know what you know like the little, name. You yeah, know outside the box. You know what's interesting. And I'm sure you hear this all the time. Derek Dooley's name. Not not to say he's coming back. To say like the type of guy he was comes up a lot. I think it's without argument that, that when his time here was a pretty transitional time for Tech. A lot of steps yes. forward. Yes. So there's been a lot of talk of like, give me somebody who may be kind of a you know what hard to get along with. Hard to get along with. Like, is this a job? That's the fear with tech. Like, are we soft? Like, do we hire people that are good people that make us feel good? It's like, no, I kind of want somebody that maybe not has a ton of friends, but really takes some big steps That That's kind of where I'm going. I want the guy. I I think, first and foremost, you need an excellent fundraiser. And this era of athletics, first and foremost, you need money. Excellent fundraiser. I want a lot of energy. That's... Scotty Walden, is that what you want? You want a guy like him? <laughs> Might be a little over the top. Uh, I like you. I, I don't want someone that is necessarily pleased with the status quo. Like I don't want someone that has seen. And here's why I kind of stray away from hiring a quote unquote tech guy. Because in most cases, these tech folks have worked in tech athletics, and so they've seen what it's like. I don't want you to know what it's like, because I want you to be able to evaluate when you come in and say, this needs to be cleaned up. A lot how we felt when Eric Wood was hired. Right. And, and I, I don't know. I just think the guy, and you kind of... We need some feathers ruffled. Let's be honest. Like We're just in a not a great spot. Across the board. Yeah. We need people to be a little uncomfortable... When they walk into the office. Yes. And that's a hard thing to maintain over the course of years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be uncomfortable for, you know, your first month under a new AD. How do you create that uncomfortable feeling for long periods of time to where, kind of like going back to Skip Holtz. Skip Holtz was really comfortable in his gig. How do you keep someone pushing forward? To where they almost feel like they're in the NFL and they're fighting for their job every day. Right. Right. Yeah. And like... That's that, t- yeah, it's a tough culture to maintain, but that's, it is. that's what you hope to gather by making some changes. Yes. It's a very tough culture to maintain. And I'll say this, too. I think that in this NIL world, and I'll be interested to ask the new AD this when he's hired, 
there are a lot of different angles. Like you talk to coaches on campus, really across the country, they're going to all sit there and tell you, "I want money for NIL over facilities." For some reason, at some point, there's going to be some sort of market correction. And a lot of people are like, why did Eric Wood build that north end zone facility? Why didn't you put the $20 million into NIL or, you know, whatever? Oh, it's just so hard to imagine doing that. I agree. But I'll also say this. When the NIL market does correct itself for a G5 program, it might be the best path to continue enhancing your facilities. Yeah. We got You got some other issues here at Tech, you know. Like what? Cost of attendance. Yeah, well, that is back. I know. I don't want to even get you going down that road. Like that athletic fee. Ten years like, past too. I know but, athletic fee. I know, but there's that's those are the things that are sustainability. Like, all right, you want to yeah, you want to talk sustainability? You better get an athletics fee, and you better get cost of attendance taken care of. That that's a non-negotiable. Okay, say they say they commit ten million to nil. And then in three years, we've won six games, and it's like I'm gonna go back to donors and say, "Guys, it's working." Well, that, that's it's like the, no, it no, it freaking ain't working. No, that, right? that's that's the hard part of it. We're still losing guys to Ole Miss and Vandy and all these schools that come poaching a guy that's that's got a pulse and can catch a football. I agree because our ten million only goes I, so far. I, I'm looking for fundraiser. I think Colton Prim, by the way, shout out to Colton Prim, yeah. done a phenomenal, phenomenal job, job raising money. Yep. I think Eric Wood establishing the IA Society was tremendous. Like, it has created outside funds, outside of LTAC, that have been huge for Louisiana Tech in advancing the athletics program. Now, obviously, that has to lead to more wins on the field, the court, you know, the pitch, whatever. Right. But I want a fundraiser. I want energetic. Now, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to sit here and say young and energetic. If you hired me a 52-year-old, I'm okay with that. Um, I've heard a lot of people discuss this. You don't hire a sitting AD because he's got previous hiring experience that can be judged. You don't or do? Don't. Because in some cases, you don't want your fans to be able to judge previous hiring experience well i mean what's better experience or no experience i don't know that's the age-old debate and right now we've seen where some fans are disappointed unhappy with eric woods hired and listen, yeah. that's ultimately when ad's judged on who'd yeah. you hire bottom line point blank who'd you hire all right let's go ahead take your next time out we come back for the break duck and dogs guard talik chavez will join us on the hotline, you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. 
If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, Tech fans, coming in town to watch the dogs play? We'll stay with the whole family at a fully furnished home in Ruston, Monroe, or one of our area Great Lakes. For more information, go to staywithsouthern.com. That is staywithsouthern.com. And Bleed Tech Blue listeners, listen up because this offer is just for you. BTB listeners, use code BTB24. That's BTB24 for 10% off any and all stays. Again, staywithsouthern.com. Hey, DQ fans, crunch into a $6.99 chicken strip basket. It's got crispy all-white meat chicken strips, golden fries, mouth-watering Texas toast, and your favorite dipping sauce like our homemade Hidden Valley Ranch. Is there a more perfect basket? I'm going to buy a chicken strip basket as soon as I get done reading this ad. Only at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's jump right to the hotline, joined by Duncan Dogs guard, Talik Chavez. Talik, thanks for taking some time to join us tonight. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, we're doing well, doing well. All right, first off, first things first, w- wanted to talk a little bit about your journey uh, to get here to Louisiana Tech. Obviously, uh, originally from Arlington, Texas, st- made one stop at Garden City Community College before you went on to Iona, then Charleston Southern to Louisiana Tech. Uh, I-, I guess I would ask you, how did you end up finalizing to play your final year of your collegiate career at Louisiana Tech? Um. Man, like you said, it's been a it's been a long journey, and I realized like down the way I've been through, I've been through so many recruiting recruiting moments, and so many times that I've talked to coaches, talked to hundreds of coaches over the years, and um, I've probably been through the scouting process, the recruiting process at least five times at least, and um, and as an older guy, I kind of figured like what I already want, what I already want from a coaching staff how much they care about you, how much they're willing to put into you, and um, how much they want you to succeed in um, the right system and everything like that. So over time, I've really learned, like, what I really wanted in the program. So when I was picking out of my out of my last couple schools to transfer to, um, they, just, they just did all the right things. When you look at your career, obviously a terrific shooter, shooting 41% from three-point range, uh, this year at Louisiana Tech. Has that kind of always been your M.O. on the offensive end of the floor? Always. That's what I'm recruited to do. Uh, all right. I wanted to ask you, on the flip side of that, you you look at this Tech team, you guys have been really good on the defensive end of the floor, and you've kind of been that primary defensive stopper on the perimeter. Have you always been a great defender, or is that an area that, that Talvin Hester and the staff really challenged you in in the offseason? Um, honestly, I feel like I, I feel like they've challenged me a lot because I knew, I knew the the culture that they've instilled. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna play unless you play defense. Unless you can play defense, you're not gonna play. And um, I wasn't really that good of a defender at at all. Really, like I was a pretty good defender in high school, 
but um and juco but through college like iona and charles southern i wasn't really known for being a, a defender like that and coming here and knowing that culture and what coach hester wanted to instill in us and um it's just playing defense is really just about one so you got to want to go out there and guard and move your feet and be strong down there when you're guarding all right, Talik, we got a stat guy, and he's telling me that, that you hold the school record at your high school for the most three-pointers in a single game with 10 three-pointers. Can you talk about that experience, that game? Uh, when you're having a night like that, what's, I mean, what's going through your mind? Um, I'm just feeling good. I feel like the basket's an ocean, and anytime I put it up, it's going through the net. And uh, I, I mean, that's happened a couple times. I, I got the record at Lake Ridge. I got the record at Garden City. And I have the record at Charleston Southern, so. Oh, are, get the record are you going to go for it here at Tech? Man, I, I want to. Do you know what it to. is? That's definitely a goal of mine. Do you know what the record is? Um, The record, I believe, is nine. Nine? I, I mean. Yeah. All right, I'm going to talk to Sean and get him to start <laughs> feeding you the rock. We got to see that. Uh, I, I think wanna... it might be nine or, nine or ten, maybe. Okay. Why don't you just go for 11, and we'll be, we'll be sure we get it, you know? Yep, for sure. All right, we got a text on our text. All it takes is one good day. That's, that's right. That's right. We, we got a text on our text line that wanted to ask, how would Louisiana Tech compare to some of your previous stops? Not not necessarily are they better or worse or how would you compare, but how, how are they similar, how are they different, uh, especially when it comes to conference play and some of the competition? Um, some of the some of the competition um, going through going through Iona at the time was 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 pretty was pretty tough competition but um but I, I we had Patino as a coach at the time and and he had us ready and prepared for anything that we was going up against. Um at Charleston Southern, Big South is I, I didn't think Big South was a very tough conference, but Big South is a very, very tough conference. Longwood, Asheville, um, schools like that, Winthrop, um, Campbell, all those schools are very, very good. High point now. And um here, it's just the, the Conference USA is just a different different level. It's definitely way better players. You got to come out and guard every single night. And um, I see why Coach Hester has us doing the things we do in practice, and he for sure has us prepared. You, you mentioned coming out and guarding every single night. You've you've kind of uh, taken on the role as being the the defender uh, defending the opposing team's best scorer uh, on every night. H- how does having Daniel Bacho back there in the paint help you as a perimeter defender? Man, it's, it's it's honestly a lifesaver because I can be working hard and playing defense, and they get to that paint, and then they just see Bacho sending the ball out of bounds. It's lovely. <laughs> no, no doubt. Can you talk a little bit about the the camaraderie on this team this year? I think we as fans definitely see it. Um, how how y'all play for each other, and we saw it early in the season, and and are seeing it still now. Can you talk a little bit about? What what makes y'all so close as a team and 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 so selfless on the court? Um, man, I've been on I've been on some close teams, but this is by far, by far, by far, by far one of the the close the closest team I have ever been on in my college basketball career. All the guys always wanting to hang out with each other, see each other after practices. If we're talking about where we gonna go to eat, sit down and eat together. Um, we're always at each other's houses, doing stuff together. Um, in the summertime, we would play pickup all the time, all the time. And they say they they said they've never seen any team any team like it that just always wanted to be around each other. And for us being older guys, you know we're all old, and um, most of us are veterans. And so uh, that helps us a lot 
and just getting to know each other, getting to know each other personally and basketball wise, it makes us want to go go harder for each other when we're out there on the court. Isaiah Crawford, uh, obviously, he goes for thirty the other day uh, against Jacksonville State, a, a big win for the program, get you guys to three and one in conference play. Uh, talk a little bit about the value he adds to this team on both ends of the floor. Man, I've known I've known Isaiah's potential and value ever since we were little. I don't know if y'all know this, but his um one of the people that convinced me to come here was Isaiah Crawford because mm. his dad his dad is my first ever basketball coach when I was like five or six. Interesting. So I've known Isaiah since we were since we were little. He was my first ever basketball teammate for five, six, seven years. Don't take his glasses from. Him. Don't take the goggles. <laughs> Nah, he needs the goggles. But even when they get knocked off, he'll still find a way to score the basketball. All right, so we mentioned Bacha a little bit. Tell us about Bacha. I mean, what what is he like as a guy? Is he a goofball? Is he really serious? Uh, just seems like an interesting guy. And uh, we know what he can do on the court. But what's he like off the court? He is he is one of the funniest, most he's goofy, funny, always cracking jokes, always laughing with us. He's just a great guy. He brings a lot of energy to this team too. All right, got another question on the text line. Uh, Conference USA Tournament, say you guys are down two, you get to a huddle. Coach Hester says we're going to Talik for the three ball. Uh, where do you want to shoot it from? Do you want to come off a screen? Do you want to create the shot yourself? Uh, how does Talik Chavez want to take a three with the game on the line? Um, coming off the stagger, my, my point guard general, Sean Newman giving me the ball, coming off the stagger, probably right wing, left wing, doesn't really matter. No, just anywhere, you know, you just you're ready. Yeah. All right. So, anywhere. Uh, so I like to ask ask you know our, our athletes this question. You're you're number one, you know, on mm-hmm. on your jersey and also in our hearts. Can you, is that a special <laughs> number for you, or is that just a number? Is that what you always been? Where, where does that come from? Um, I've I've never been number one ever, and I I wanted number five, but um. JT, uh, JT Jordan Turner, he's always had five his whole basketball career. So I just gave that to him and just ended up going with number one because, you know, last year, last ride, last chance to do something, you get one more chance at this. That's right. So, I like that. Okay. Awesome. I like it. All right, last question. We'll let you get out of here. Obviously, uh, you guys 13-6 and six overall, 3-1 and one in league play, two big home games this week uh, with UTEP and New Mexico State. What, what's kind of the, the message within the locker room uh, to keep some of some of this success continuing in the right direction. Three words: protect the tack. That is all we want to do. We just want to keep keep this home court advantage and stay undefeated at home, so we can keep growing our fan base. All right, brother. We appreciate you taking some time to join us, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys out on the floor Thursday night. Yes, sir. Thank you. Talik Chavez, Louisiana Tech Dunkin' Dogs guard, join us tonight here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. I, I, I mean, coach has got him coached up. I mean. PR, the court, everything. Like, Beck, I can tell you though, like you've said a lot about how much you like this team. Like, like you can see why they're likable. Yeah, and it's genuine. You know, you get to, you know, no, no guy's gonna come and be like, oh, we're not really that close. You know, we just go take care of business. But I believe him when he says like, we're we're hanging out, we're playing pickup, we're going to eat. We're, I mean, you can tell. You know, yeah, and that's that's important. Also, not shocked at all what I hear about Bacho. Big goofball. You think he's a cool? Goof? No, I think he's a nice guy. How about this? I wanted to give you this stat that uh, LaTeX Sports Central shared about Isaiah Crawford. By the way, pretty pretty cool nugget uh, by Talik that he was coached by Isaiah's dad. 
probably helped out a little bit in the recruiting process. Uh, how about this? Since 1992-1993, only three players have averaged 15 points, five rebounds, two steals, one block, 50% from the field, and 40% from three. Isaiah Crawford's one of the three. How about that? Who are the other two? You want to know? I do. We got uh, Joe Spinks, played at Campbell, 92-93. Good player? Never heard of him. Continue. I'm going to look him up real quick before I tell you this other name because you're going to know him. You, you tell me the other name. I'll look up, I'll look up Joe. Yeah. Uh, Danny Granger, New Mexico. Okay. Joe Spinks uh, played at Campbell, 92-93. He averaged, let's see, can't find the points per game, 18.9 points, 7.8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1.7 blocks. Played in the Netherlands. Did he? For his pro career. Yep. Shout out to you, Joe Spinks, for getting a – he's 6'7". Probably got some long arms like Isaiah. Then he coached for a while. How, how about this this week for Isaiah Crawford last week? Liberty, obviously a huge home overtime win. Liberty, Liberty. 80-76. to 76. Isaiah goes for 22.7 blocks. Isaiah goes for seven blocks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then flip around to Saturday, he scores 30 and goes for five steals. Gotta love it. 21 in the second half. Game got tight early in the second half. Jacksonville State makes an 8-0 run. He said, boys, hop on my back. We're going to the finish line, boys. Scores 21 in the second half. 21 of Tech's 44 to let the dogs breeze to a cover over Mm. Jacksonville State. Hey, good teams win, great teams cover. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk, 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. It's bow time. <laughs> Hurry into Bojangles for two scratch-made sizzling sausage biscuits for just four bucks. One bite, and you'll want breakfast for dinner. Good thing we serve breakfast all day, every day. But this isn't just breakfast. It's two for four bucks. So you can get two savory sausages on fluffy buttermilk biscuits. Biscuits made the right way, by hand. Oh, yeah, did we mention they're never frozen? Well, you're probably hungry now, so hurry over to Bojangles. Because this two-for-four deal won't last forever. It's bow time. <laughs> I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. That moment, we arrived in the scene. The storm had nearly destroyed the area. This was our own community. Friends, family, people we grew up with, went to school with. We were there to help. Several of us were working to rescue a family. They made it down to the storm cellar, but the house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had chainsaws going, and we had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Right here, close to home, in my state. It was one of those life-changing moments where I realized I am making a difference in these people's lives and mine. I'm a citizen soldier in the National Guard. 
You can serve part-time and be there the moment your community needs you. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We're back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains. John Tabor. Sports Talk 97.7. Get us on the hotline or the text line. 888-993-7762. Appreciate Talik Chavez. Guard of the Dunkin' Dogs for joining us. Uh, Talik Chavez, uh, shoot the rock a little bit. Uh, 10 threes in a game is impressive, man. Okay, his most for Tech this year is six so far. Well, I mean, six? six is impressive, but ten's really impressive. Dude, it, all right, if you hit ten threes in a game, like you're kind of feeling yourself a little bit. Yeah, and you're also you're heat questioning how good the other team is, you know. Yeah, well, it's like why you, are they not guarding You let me shoot ten times. I mean, more than ten, because I'm assuming you didn't go ten for ten. So, all right. Good for him. Got to tell you something. Yeah. So, I had a press conference today with Talvin Hester and Brooks Store. Talk about Brooks' side of things. Just set. Uh, obviously, you go on the road. You defeat Jacksonville State, 74-57. And I've banged on Lynn Rollins a lot. Mm-hmm. And Taves doesn't like me anymore because I bang on Lynn Rollins. <laughs> but I, I think I've been a little hard on Lynn. So I'll say this. So a lot of times when you're doing these ESPN Plus games, you got Joe Schmo out there and he doesn't know a lick about basketball, but somebody in the athletic department said, bro, you're broadcasting this game. And so they start talking about assists and rebounds and start reading off stats during a game. So I'm watching the game, and every time a Tech player touches the ball, they're like, oh, Talik Chavez, he shoots 41% from three. Oh, Isaiah Crawford, he's the Conference USA preseason player of the year. Oh, Daniel Bacho, he's a transfer from Texas Tech. Oh, Sean Newman, he played at Los Angeles County Community College. Like, they're just reading everything off their transcripts. Yeah. You know, the little script. Well, I mentioned Jacksonville State goes out 8-0 run, takes himself a three-point lead early in the second half. Talvin Hester, all these coaching gurus out there like, oh, he can't make adjustments. Coach doesn't know what he's doing. Every time, yo, hadn't beat a good team this year. Dogs ain't very good. I think they're kind of frauds. They, they fold in big moments. You know, you, we've all heard from yeah, those kind of guys. Yeah. Well, 18 minutes to go in the second half. Talvin Hester says, enough with it, boys. Making a little adjustment. Drayvon Mangum enters the game. Devin re-enters the game. Two six eight guys. Got a little link to them. Hmm. Bacho's on the floor at 7 foot. Iso's on the floor just getting five steals a game. And over the next 12 minutes of game action, or excuse me, 15 minutes of game action, Tech outscores the opponent by 12 points, takes a commanding lead, rolls to a 17-point win. Not one time... They're those brilliant analysts in Jacksonville, Alabama, mentioning this coaching adjustment that literally changed the game and allowed Tech to dominate an opponent on their home floor. Hmm. Not not one time. I don't know how you're an analyst and can't point that it out. It wasn't in the script. It wasn't in the script. That's why they didn't say it. But that was a brilliant coaching move by Talvin Hester. I'm glad there's people like you that can, they can see these things and then bring it to our attention. Without a doubt. Just trying to do what I do. Yep. So then, I get to looking at some of the underlying metrics. Hmm. 
get on Ken Palm. Oh, Ken Palm, what's going on? Ken Palm, big analytic type okay. site. And I say, I start looking at some of the conference stats. You're only four games into conference play. Louisiana Tech's the only team in the league that's played three or four road games so far. Okay. By the way, home teams in Conference USA, they're 15-4. and four. Big advantage. Tech's got half the road wins so far. Shout out to the dogs. And Some programs on campus struggle with the road games, so we appreciate some road Ws. Road dubs. Road dubs. Yeah, took football team ice cream. six years one time. Yep. Getting some ice cream. Shout out to the old uh, Oreo shake. Yep. But... A tech defense, a tech team that's built on the defensive end of the floor, has the number one offensive efficiency in the conference. So I asked Alvin Esther, Coach, we talk about defense with this team. I've asked you a million questions in press conferences about your defense. I want to ask you about your offense. How have we seen this change to where we become an offensive team? Quote of the year, and I love it. He said we spend ninety percent of our time. Focusing on defense. And it kind of makes me giggle. Use the word giggle. He said giggle. Yes. That's why I loved it. That we have the best offensive team in the league through four games. It's a credit to our players. Isaiah Crawford's been really efficient. Baccio's got some putbacks. Our guards are taking great shots from the perimeter. We're hitting them at a high clip. And I'm like, man. Sean Newman keeps progressing. Talik Chavez keeps knocking down jumpers. Iso keeps putting the team on his back. Bacho keeps double-doubling. Might go dancing. Because you look at a team like Liberty. They're an offensive team. They turn offense into defense. Tech turns defense into offense. A lot of teams go defense to offense. Really like the makeup of this team. Really like the togetherness of this team. I mean, we didn't even ask Talik Chavez this. How many minutes do you think he played on Saturday? 60. 16. Oh. 16 minutes. Because when Drayvon Mangum and Devin Ree went in the game, he came off the floor. Team takes off. He has to sit. He played 41 minutes the previous night against Liberty. Didn't sulk. Didn't complain. Wanted to win. He mentioned last ride, number one. Like... You want to win when it counts. You have to have your guys all put. I'm not sitting there saying he didn't want to play 40 minutes. He didn't want to play 35 minutes. He only took two shots in the game. You don't know the last time he took two shots in a game this year? Hmm. This game. This game. TUSC's taken all year. Okay. But he wanted to win. Got the dub. Got that ice cream. Like, I think that says a lot, though. And he talks about the pickup basketball and the, you know, you going out to eat with one another and, like, I think sometimes last year, and like we sat here and we debated it and talked about, it, like you could see the fracturedness. Fracturedness. It's a new word. Okay. But you could see the togetherness of this team. I think the future's bright. All right, what's You've been up? high on this team since day one. I really like the makeup of the roster. Okay. You I, know, I, and you know rosters. No, I'm just saying, like, you, you talk about Jacksonville State. They couldn't shoot a lick, but they would dominate you on the offensive glass. And you have the roster that can go seven foot six eight six eight six five. Like, there's not many teams in the country that can match you with that type of size. Not to mention what Drayvon Mangum did to Kiki Tandy on the outside. 
He couldn't get a shot off, averaging 20 a game, and he couldn't get a shot off in the last 12 minutes of the game because Drayvon was Drayvoning. Like, really good perimeter defense. And listen, I think that's something that you figure out as a coach. It's like, all right, we get a smaller guard that, you know, can get to the bucket and he's physical and you can put a longer guy on and make him shoot. You don't like shooting over tall guys. No, I don't. I mean, I've seen you in church league. You get a tall guy on you, you're just going to pass. Every time. If you get down the floor. Every time. All right, let's switch to the lady tech. Oh, by the way, Dunkin' Dogs at home, Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Also at home, Saturday, 2 o'clock. UTEP Thursday night, New Mexico State on Saturday afternoon. UTEP's 2-2 two and two in the league, I believe. New Mexico State's 3-1 and one in the league. Sam Houston State is 3-1 and one in the league, tied with Tech for first. New Mexico State's 3-1 and one in the league, tied with Tech for first. So a chance for Tech. Protect your home court can create a little bit of separation towards the top of the league in the standings. Big week. Switching over to the ladies' side. Brooks Tour squad. Big dub on Saturday. Home dub. Tack was rocking. You go. How'd that, how'd that cheerleading thing turn out a couple weeks ago? I think ago? it was good. Okay. Yeah, I think it was good. They performed well at Nationals. I have no idea. They were there, though. They were there? Yeah. Where are they at? Disney World? Feels like it's got to be Orlando, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Texas wins. We just had to get an update. Yeah. Texas wins 67-53. Annalar leads the way because, of course, she does. She scores 23 in 25 minutes. Anya Bukovic scores 17, career-high 17 off the bench. Got to love it. Salma Bates ships in with 13 of her own. This Tech team on a regular basis are playing 11 players. It's a lot of players playing a rotation. Ask Brooks Stewart, how do you balance that as a coach? How are you playing 11 players and you don't necessarily have a set rotation night in and night out? Her response, she didn't say BC. This is how I do it. (laughs) She said, it's difficult. At this point in conference play, I'd love to have eight players. I'd love to play eight guys, eight girls. Go out there and attack a team's weakness and pull out dubs. Not what they get to do right now. you got 11 or 12 different players that are contributing on a nightly basis. And really, you have to get a feel for things. Who's playing well off the bench in a given game? And kind of roll with those players as far as the hot hand goes. Some of it's due to matchups. Some of it's due to foul trouble. Some of it's due to, you know, how some players are playing. You know, whatever it might be. I think it'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks just if the Lady Texers end up getting to an eight, eight-man eight rotation, they stay at 10 or 11 or 12, you know, how that kind of irons itself out. But that that's an interesting kind of phase of the season that they're in at 8 and 11 overall, winners of six of their last eight. I don't think that any of it – well, I say any of us. You start 2 and 9, obviously there's some negative – thoughts that can creep into your mind as far as you know the direction that the season might be headed I think it's pretty clear this Texas team is going to finish at a minimum in the upper half of the league now they've made quite the turnaround yeah and they deserve a lot of credit and listen Brooke talked about that when you're playing 11 or 12 players it makes practice so much more competitive I bet it does because players know that they're going to get minutes and if they perform during those minutes 
they're going to you know continue to earn themselves more minutes. So uh, they got tough road trip this week. They'll travel up to UTEP. Uh, UTEP eight p.m. tip off Thursday night. It's the UTEP team that eliminated Louisiana Tech from the conference USA tournament a season ago. They're struggling in conference play. I think they're one and three, if I'm not mistaken, maybe one and four before heading to Las Cruces. Uh, Las Cruces is a beautiful place. They got an Applebee's and they got a McDonald's. <laughs> I know you love it. Oh, I know you do. Oh, it's a beautiful place. I believe they'll host the uh, Conference USA softball tournament out in Las Cruces. You know who's hosting the baseball tournament this year? Dogs. Really? Diamond Dogs. That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll have to get Lane Burroughs on in a couple weeks. Yeah, he's, he's probably getting jacked up. He's probably Lane like, Train's getting, getting Probably going. ready for BC and Beck to give him no, a call. No doubt. Yeah, about as soon as the barber is, because you need a haircut, my friend. Okay. Yep. All right, you listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This Saturday, come out to Dr. Billy Bundrick Field for a fun-filled few hours with the Bulldog softball team as part of FanFest 2024. Head coach Josh Taylor and your favorite Bulldog softball players will be on hand for the event, which will feature an open tour of the Origin Bank Softball and Soccer Complex, as well as a variety of interactive stations geared towards youngsters. The Tech players and coaches will interact face-to-face with their fans from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., utilizing some on- and off-the-field stations. At noon, the 2024 Bulldogs will be introduced with a meet-and-greet geared towards fans of all ages, including an autograph and photo opportunities. Concessions will be open, and the Tech Barnes & Noble's bookstore will be on site. Season tickets for the upcoming campaign will be on sale. Don't miss this opportunity to meet the 2024 Bulldog softball players and coaches on Saturday, January the 27th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Dr. Billy Bundrick Field. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go right to the hotline. Joined by Sean Paul Field of 68, covering mid-major college hoops. Sean, how we doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Always glad to join and talk some uh, good basketball. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Obviously, uh, 
Conference USA play, about four four games uh, completed by most teams in the league. I know Western Kentucky and Liberty have also played five. But uh, last time we talked to you, we, we talked about Liberty and Louisiana Tech and possibly a UTEP team uh, being the, the top contenders within the conference. Uh, through the first four or five games of league play, uh, do you still feel like that's the case? I know Liberty's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start, uh, but we saw them last Sunday afternoon, I believe, and Richie McKay's squad definitely looks like uh, they could potentially make a run. Yeah, I think Liberty will be just fine. I mean, just a rough stretch, it happens. They'll get it going. They need to shoot the ball consistently with the slow style they play. If you're not hitting those shots, it could be a long night, especially with the uh, pack line defense playing similar to Virginia. That's just going to lead to a really slow-tempo game. But for me right now, and I'm sure the listeners will love to hear this, but the favorite is Louisiana Tech. They was overwhelming so far in conference play. They've done a really good job both at home and on the road. They have that really dominant front court with Isaiah Crawford and Daniel Bacho, and it's really becoming a problem for opposing conference USA teams to match up with, Like especially for like Liberty. They have some solid bigs like Zach Cleveland, and Kyle Rode is more of a wing, but he, he plays at four. Uh, Shiloh Robinson is really solid, but... Those guys just don't match up to the level of dominance that you have with a guy like Crawford who can shoot 40% from three and post you up inside. And then Basho, is, who's just a dominating force in the post. I think it's really Louisiana Tech's league to lose at this point. They've looked fantastic so far. And some credit to a New Mexico State team that's really looked good so far. They're 3-1 and one in conference play. I don't know if they're going to stay there. I think Western Kentucky's right in that mix, too. They're 2-3, and three, but... Steve West has done a really good job. Don McHenry is a great guard. I think they'll be right in that upper three or four mix when it's all said and done. But for me, it's Louisiana Tech and Liberty as my favorites to win this league still. How would you evaluate how Sam Houston State's performed at this point? Obviously, uh, Louisiana Tech failed to them in the conference opener. Uh, I know they were expected to take a little bit of a step back this year. Uh, and I guess like much of Conference USA kind of makes their mark on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of keeping the same style that Jason Hooten had is obviously now in New Mexico State with keeping his assistant Chris Mudge over there. They've done a really good job so far, and for a first-year head coach, I think one of the biggest things to having a successful first season is establishing your home court as a tough place to play, and that's really happened so far. Their uh, one loss in conference play came out at Liberty this weekend, they have a home win over Western Kentucky, a home win over Louisiana Tech. Those are the kind of things that are going to carry in conference play because it's going to become a place that opposing conference USA teams do not want to play in. They have a really good guard with Lamar Wilkerson. He's having a really solid season. And Jaden Ray, he's not going to score 20 points in a game. He's really solid. He's a pesky defender, gets into the lane offensively and makes things happen. He's just one of those heady point guards that makes the right play all the time. I think they will have a little bit of a up and down during conference play because their talent level isn't quite up to par with some of the other teams in the league. But at home, they're going to be a real force to be reckoned with. Shifting gears a little bit uh, elsewhere in college hoops, I know you were watching uh, McNeese on the road at Texas A&M Corpus mm-hmm. Christi last night. That was a wild, wild finish. Uh, will Wade's squad, obviously they've won 12 in a row, 17-2 and two overall. Uh, does this team have a chance at an at-large berth out of the Southland, possibly? I mean, it's going to be hard, but if they lost last night, I would say there's 0% chance. 
What they need to happen is continue winning conference games in the regular season. They can't sustain a conference loss uh, in the regular season. Obviously, to get in that large, you'd have to have one loss in the Southland tournament. If they can make it to the Southland tournament title game and lose, which I think would honestly be really hard, I think they're a lot more likely to lose a game in the regular season than the conference tournament because they're going to be home in the conference tournament. They host the conference tournament in the Southland so I think they're a lot more likely to sustain some random loss in the regular season than the conference tournament. But in the hypothetical that they don't, I think there's a chance that they lose in the conference tournament title game and that's their only loss. But they're going to need a lot of things to happen. They're going to need the committee to do something they typically don't do, which is ignore some of the, ignore some of those games. Like They're going to have a lot of quadrant four games compared to a lot of other teams on the NCAA tournament bubble, they're going to have to look at what they did against premier opponents, like winning at Michigan, winning at UAB. Uh, they're going to have to look at those games and be like, clearly this is an NCAA tournament team. They beat the teams they should beat, like Southland opponents. They went and beat some tough teams on the road. This is a really good team. I think they're not super likely to get one just because of playing in the Southland. Like It's one of the worst conferences in college basketball. But I think it's looking increasingly likely that this team just dominates the conference, wins the conference tournament with ease. Because last night, that's a game they should have lost. They were down 18 points. Uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi had all the momentum. And they just couldn't sustain down the stretch. They were making big shots with DJ Richards hitting a couple threes, forcing some turnovers. And obviously, late, the mistake by Jordan Roberts fouling Mike Saunders, who went one of two from the foul line, ends up in the hands of Christian Shoemate, who hits the game-winning layup. It was just a huge win coming down from 18 points to 12 minutes to go. That's one of the more impressive wins this season in college basketball. How concerned should we be about Memphis after their recent uh, sputtering? I do have some concerns. From a pure talent perspective, right, this team is really good. You have Javon Quinterly. You have David Jones, who might be an All-American. You have Naquan Tomlin. You have Malcolm Dandridge, who's just a shot eraser down low. You have some serious dudes. But my concern is you, a lot of these guys are 23, 24, 25 years old, and you're missing assignments constantly. It happened in the South Florida game. They let Kayshawn Fryer get wide open for a layup, which ended up being a foul, and he hit the game winning free throws. And then there was a late game moment against uh, Tulane the other day where they left Dion James, a 40% three point shooter, wide open in the corner on a uh, sideline out of bounds play. You can't let those things happen when you're that experienced. That goes to coaching. And that goes to communicating. You need to be a lot better at communicating than that when you have this level of experience and talent. So I have concerns on that level. But we're talking about a team that has one quadrant one win, six quadrant two wins, which is something the NCAA tournament committee looks at heavily. Their metrics aren't very good. Probably just a byproduct of how many close games they've played this year because that's what they've done. They've played a ton of close games. They need to work on closing games out better, though. That's kind of what it comes down to. That's been an issue for Memphis during the Penny Hardaway era. And he's got to figure things out quickly because if they start losing some games against bad teams in the Americans, they're going to be able to fall out of the conference uh, of the NCAA tournament picture here pretty quickly. So they need to get things going and get them going quickly. As far as the rest of the American goes, obviously Charlotte's off to a really good start. Uh, FAU continues to find ways to win games, especially that road game at UTSA the other day. Uh, North Texas, how good is Ross Hodges' team in year one? I mean, they are pretty good. They play, obviously, a similar style to what Grant McCaslin's team did. They play the defensive first style. They're going to be a low-scoring team. 
But when you have two dudes like Jason Edwards and Aaron Scott who can drop 20 points in a game, plus play elite defense, this team's going to be really tough. They don't have the talent level that FAU and Memphis do, but they might have a better culture than Memphis does, at least. And FAU, some of their concerns on the defensive end are a bit concerning. They allowed almost 100 points to UPSA. They need to ramp up their intensity on that end of the floor, but North Texas is going to be able to beat some teams. It's your own surprise if they knocked off a Memphis or an FAU because they have enough talent, they're well-coached, they have a great culture. I like what Ross Hodge is cooking over there. How many bids for the Mountain West this year? Man, I want it to be six, and I think that's possible. But with how we've seen Wyoming beating Nevada the other day, we've seen UNLV be a thorn in the side of teams in the conference. I'm going to say there ends up being five, and either Nevada or Boise State doesn't get in. I think one of those two ends up losing early in the conference tournament and not getting in the NCAA tournament. It's just so hard to get six bigs in a conference like that where you have some pretty bad teams here at the bottom of the conference with San Jose State and Air Force. If one of those teams slips up like New Mexico did last year, they lost to Wyoming and Air Force late in the season, which kept them out of the NCAA tournament. Something like that happens to Nevada or Boise or even Colorado State to some extent, New Mexico. One of them could end up missing the NCAA tournament. So I'll say it's likely to be Nevada or Boise State, but I think it'll end up being five bids. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. This is kind of off the wall, but we've discussed it on our show. How in the world does Chicago State function as in non or not in a conference playing Division One basketball? It's really crazy. I mean, you look at their schedule, they play like some really tough non-conference games you kind of have to, and they're playing a bunch of D2 teams. It's just kind of wild right now. Obviously, they'll have a conference next year, but – the fact that Gerald Gillian's gotten actual like talented players to play there under these tough circumstances that nobody else in college basketball is dealing with right now is pretty impressive because they're essentially just playing games and you know it's, it's every game kind of their championship yeah. right because you're not playing for an NCAA tournament bid not playing to win a conference it's really hard and honestly like I don't I probably would have transferred if I was at Chicago State knowing I don't have that much to play for but it just speaks to the culture that he's built there at a program that was really teetering on maybe going to the division two level if they can find a conference at some point but him getting them on track having a big win over Northwestern being competitive against high major programs and mid-major programs has made them a really respectable team in college basketball and I think over in the NEC in the coming years where they're headed, I think they'll be pretty solid if Gillian's able to stay there and bring in more talent like Wesley Carded and Deshaun Corbett. If he keeps getting dudes, they'll be a really competitive team moving forward. Great stuff as always, Sean. If any of our listeners want to follow your work online, where can they find that out? Hey, you can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days, at Sean Paul CBP. You'll find all my content over there. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one, guys. Sean Paul, Field of 68, join us tonight. This is crazy to me. Chicago State, an independent in Division One college basketball. We're sitting here on January the 23rd. They've already played 26 games this year. They only have four games remaining in the regular season. Obviously, you're not in a conference. You don't get a whole lot of action against opposing teams that are in conference play. they got four games left. January 31st, February 10th, February 14th, February 19th. They've played about 19 Division II schools. Not that many, but 
they will play uh they'll play they're only playing three division two schools so really good job shout out to chicago state at 11 and 15 overall getting a mention here on bleed tech blue radio let's go ahead and take our final time out of the night we come back we'll wrap it up you're listening to bleed tech blue radio sports talk 97.7 Hey, Tech fans, coming in town to watch the dogs play? We'll stay with the whole family at a fully furnished home in Ruston, Monroe, or one of our area Great Lakes. For more information, go to staywithsouthern.com. That is staywithsouthern.com. And Bleed Tech Blue listeners, listen up, because this offer is just for you. BTB listeners, use code BTB24. That's BTB24 for 10% off any and all stays. Again, staywithsouthern.com. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. I want to thank Talik Chavez and Sean Paul for joining us on the hotline. Pretty pretty fun show for the late January edition. Yeah, it's not bad. These are the down days of radio, but... It better not be down. We got I mean, a long way to I mean, go. we got a long ways to go. But this is just, you know, in between seasons. Have you told Mrs. Co-host BTV? No, she has no idea. So okay, I'm just All gonna right. fly under the radar until she goes. Wait, aren't you usually done this time of year? Like, okay, nah. you're just gonna keep going. Yeah, she doesn't know. I like it. I yeah. like it. Hope she's not listening. All right. All right. She's not. I promise. All right. Real quick. AFC Championship. Ravens. Ooh. Chiefs. Who you got? I got the Ravens, but I'm not really that happy about it. Ah, I just Ravens. I mean, I'm over the Chiefs, Chiefs too, but I think I'd rather watch the Chiefs than the Ravens. The Ravens are just boring. They're good. They are good. The Ravens but they're a little boring, boring for me. Boring is not the word I would I know. use for Baltimore. Really? But you, but you want to watch Baltimore? I think they're exciting. I don't know what it is. I, mean, I, I think it's the got purple. A, I hate the purple. you got a man that can. Here's why they're not exciting. Gus Edwards. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the man, the man handing them the ball can make an 80-yard yeah, touchdown sure play with his feet or his arm. But I don't I know just, what any is. given play. I, I just what think Ravens always think defense. And then the defense, defense. I don't like defense That's, football. to me, one of the truly entertaining, playmaking, exciting to watch defense. You know, I like watching, are, the, are they going to get a, are they going to get a pick six? Are they going to get a strip sack fumble? What's Kyle Hamilton going to do this drive? Kyle Hamilton's a dog. Dude's a baller. He is a baller. Yeah, I don't think any of those things. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It'll, they'll probably win. It'll give probably, me the Ravens. I mean, BC, you know, I've, I've been on them all year. I can't. You have. I can't back down now. Give me the Ravens. You probably you, have a Ravens. Ticket. You also can't count the Chiefs. Twenty, twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-three. Okay. I the like Chiefs it. ain't got a soul on that team that can catch football. But my gosh, they figure out a way know, to get man, it done. Oh no, man, Racy Rice is looking right, he's awfully good. Yeah, good. He's Kelsey's fine. looked a little. In fact, he's, he's a inspired. To him. Yeah, maybe you think they've been sitting on Kelsey all year. They're like, hey, dude, just take the last half of the season off. Go fly around with no, Taylor. I, I, I we need you for playoffs. Ain't Father Times catching up? Catching up. Legarius Sneed did finally allow his first touchdown. Best cornerback in the league. He is very, very good. All right, who you got in the NFC Championship? Give me the Niners. I'm thinking. Oh, you believe in Dan? No, here's what I'm. I do. I think, like Purdy got away with a pretty bad game last week. If Debo can't play, I'm concerned. I think that's huge. I just think it's. I I think Purdy's good and he's gonna be good. I just can he like can can he do it again? You know, like if he has a bad game, I'm not gonna be like shocked. What's the weather looking like? There's a lot of heart behind Detroit. There's a difference between playing in the dome and playing not cold but the wet grass Hi, we need to get rain. that reporter back out there to actually ask about the outdoor situation. you're talking about uh you don't think jared goff can throw in some wet weather it's not that he can't but just when you're not used to playing in those elements it's gonna be sunny in 73 Ooh, i like it uh i think detroit covers six and a half i think yeah okay yeah i think, I think san Fran's better i don't think they're a touchdown better Especially not without Debo. Yeah, it's gonna. That's a if game I'm Debo, really excited about. If Debo's about. out, I'll probably sprinkle a little on money. Detroit money. Because if Debo's out, he's gonna get three weeks before the Super Bowl. He'll be back for the Super Bowl if they make it. I mean, uh, Dan's got a lot of heart. A I'll, lot get, of I'll give Juwan Jennings credit. The dude's a pro. He knows his job, and he went out and did it last week. Okay, Debs. He doesn't have to be a superstar. Just catch not. three or four balls and block your butt off. All right, that's fair. All right, I hope they're good games. I, I do I'm, I'm a fan of good games. I, I, th- I think we get two one possession games. I hope we do. I am sad. about We need the, it. It's what the league wants. I'm sad the Bills aren't in it, but this is a this is a I'm good not, crop of teams. I like Josh Allen. I do I like too, but their da- team I was like so Dallin's beat up. Bro, their team was so beat up. He was beat up, man. Man, I tell you what, I saw something. Tamar Hamlin out there. That like in the last ten weeks of the year, Shakir Shakur. Yeah, he had more yards yeah. receiving and, than Diggs, and yeah. like a third of the targets. Yes. He had like 30 targets, and Dix had eight. Diva wide receivers, they going to Diva. They are. All right, real hey, quick. Shakir carried me to my um, poop ball championship. Oh, I got my say, money back. Nothing meaningful, that's for sure. It, it was meaningful. I got my money back. Okay. It's in Milano. Fair enough. All right, before we get out of here, Dunkin' Dogs at home, 6 o'clock tip Thursday night against UTEP. On, uh, 2 o'clock tip on Saturday against New Mexico State. Both of those games on ESPN+. Plus. Lady Texters also on ESPN Plus. Eight o'clock tip Thursday night. Eight o'clock tip Saturday night. So, been a fun show. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio for John Tabor for Beck Haynes on BC. We'll see you.
Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse